Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we are The Worst Girl Gang Ever, a podcast and platform to support, educate and empower people through the heartbreaking experience of baby loss. This summer sees us launching our one-of-a-kind pathway to recovery. A course to shine a guiding light through these dark times. To find out more, visit our website, www.theworstgirlgangever.co.uk. Hi, it's Laura again. Welcome back to part two of Jane's story. If you are here and you've not listened to part one, go and listen to that. It was released a few days ago. Go and listen to part one and then come back and listen to this one. As I said at the beginning of the first one, it's a bit of a tearjerker. That continues in this episode too. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. And how was the birth? I mean, it was, the thing was, it's it's hard to know what you, what to expect, isn't it? Like we went in um, and everyone was really nice, like really like welcoming. And, but we sat there and basically I just um, had to keep getting um, pessaries like, you know, put up for me mm-hmm. um, every couple of hours for like, I think we went in at nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday and I didn't give birth till half four the next day okay uh, I had pessaries every two hours from oh, like wow. then till when we gave birth so it's just really uncomfortable because you're constantly being poked and put in and everything yeah. shoved up and I think um you know they kept saying to me we well, don't have to like because I was saying oh I don't know the breathing because I haven't done the classes yeah yeah so I don't know how to breathe or anything and they were like don't worry we'll talk you through it and I was like well can like I can I not practice? You know what I mean? Like I kind of want to know now. Right now. Know. Yeah. I don't want to know when I'm in the middle of it because I don't want to do the wrong thing because I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. And then, but they were like, no, no, it's fine. They were like, we can give you any drugs you want. We can give you an epidural. We can give you like, you're not going to be in any pain. And I was like, but I don't want an epidural. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want like, that's not what I want. They were like, well, we just don't want you to be in any pain. And I was like, yeah, yeah no, but you're not listening to yeah. what listen I'm, to what I want from I'm this experience yeah I've got so, no control over any other aspect of this pregnancy let me do the birth that that I want yeah and then so me and Jay were literally looking up online how to do breathing we looked up oh, a video on YouTube and we're sitting there and like Jay's like playing the video and we're doing it together like the breathing so we know how I do the breathing I was like this is mad and it's not that the midwives weren't lovely because they were really lovely and I think they just thought you've got enough stress you don't want to stress you out but for me I was like I want to know because that will make me feel calmer because I'll feel like I know what's happening um but they were like no no just follow us follow us so you know it was kind of all okay I had gas in air I had codeine um and they kept on saying I remember I was on the gas in air and I was in so much you know the contractions were so bad at that point they were going look should we just should we just hook you up to a drip should we give you the epidural we'll just give you the epidural and I was like no I don't want that I don't want that and they're like well we think you should have that and I was like I don't want it and and I just didn't have the energy to explain why but I said to Jay afterwards I didn't want that because we were only going to have a few hours with Archie and I didn't want to be stuck in a bed off your face up to my eyes yeah. not knowing what was going on in the five hours I get with him yeah you know what I mean that's not what I wanted I want to be fully alert and awake and know what's going on because I don't get 
days out, it'd be fine if I was taking him home and I was just going to be out of it for a day. Yeah. But I don't get to do that. So, but I just didn't have the energy to explain that. So then I was trying to look like I was fine. So then I was in this weird thing of being like <laughs> on the gas and air. And then they were like, are you in pain? I'm like, no, no, I feel great. I feel great. And he was just like, what are you doing? I was just like, so I'm just trying to like style out that I'm like not in loads of pain. Like, I think they fell for it. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'll be winning any Oscars for that performance. Um, it was just from madness. But in my head, I'm like, oh, don't look. Don't mm. look like you're in pain. Just look really happy. And it's like <laughs> telling myself this and my insanity. I mean, obviously, maybe I still had too much gas and air, but it's just completely bonkers. And I'm just being like, no, I'm great. I'm so great. This is amazing. So happy right now. This contraction is great. Um, yeah, so that was completely insane I think Jay just thought I'd lost the plot completely he was just like oh my god like is she okay um and then obviously finally like um Archie uh, Archie came out he was breech um obviously it was fine um and it was hard because they were like oh he's come out and then the second he comes out even though you know I know like I'm going into it I know he's gonna be dead but in your head you don't feel like, oh, he's going to, you know what I mean? You're just like, mm. oh, my baby's come up, but then he doesn't make any noise. And it's mm. that, like deadening silence. I was going like, to say, is that silence just must be so crippling. You're just like, and it just, it just reminds you, which sounds crazy. Like, why do you need to be reminded? But you're just, because all my whole, my body's being like, you've had a baby. Like yeah, my body's yeah, being like, yeah. you've been through birth and you've had this baby. And then it's like, oh but he's dead and then it, it literally it must have only been I don't know a minute or something between him coming out and the placenta coming out but I felt like that time waiting for the placenta to come out just took forever because I was like I just want to hold him I just want to hold him but I'm waiting for this placenta to come out and because um you know because normally the placenta just comes out because of the pressure because the baby's bigger mm-hmm. because he wasn't that big because he's so small you know I'm having to keep pushing and pushing and pushing to try and get this placenta to come out and it just yeah. felt like forever I'm just like fuck's sake can somebody not get this placenta out yeah like why is it taking so long and then finally it came out um and they did ask Jay like do you want to cut the cord but he said he didn't want to because he didn't want to see Archie before I saw him okay. um so he decided not to do that so they cut the cord and then they wrapped him in his blanket and then they gave him to me and I was just so excited like in that moment I was just so happy to see him and see his little face and he was so cute Mm. um and his little mouth because of all the you know the air bubbles his little mouth opened and you're just like oh my god his mouth opened is it like you know maybe he's alive and it's like no he's not alive his his, he just had bubbles you know I mean he just had air um but it's really hard because you're just looking at him thinking, well, he looks perfect. Yeah. He just looks like this perfect little person. And you're just waiting for him to open his eyes. And obviously he doesn't. And that's really hard because mm-hmm. the whole time you're just like, oh, but he feels so warm and he's mm. going to open his eyes and he just looks so bloody cute. <laughs> um, and obviously then Jay held him and, and we, we held him for a bit. And then they said, oh, you know, do you want us to do the footprints and everything? And we were like, yeah, that'd be nice. So they they took him away to do the footprints. Um, and that was good because then like me and Jake could have a little cuddle yeah. and like, you know, kind of like just kind of like help each other. Um and then I like had a 
and I just like shoved on I'd bought some of these like tenor lady jump you know pants things that you just put on so then I shoved those on so I knew I wasn't bleeding everywhere um and just cleaned myself up a bit and then they brought him back um and then they gave us all the little things and like they put his little hat on him that my mum had made um Mm. and everything so that was cute um and they put him in the special cot that keeps him cold um and then they kind of left us to it then so then we like you know we we had some nice time with him and we we gave him cuddles and you know Jay read a little story to him um and I like sang him a little song and you know we just had some nice time and they said like oh do you want your family to come and stuff and like we had talked about it and like I know like Jay's mum and my mum would have loved to have been there but it's just you have so little time with him and you don't know how you're going to feel I thought we thought well we don't know how we're going to feel and I haven't got the energy if you know if they come in and they're not okay to look after them yeah you know yeah. or to like deal with other people's emotions or deal sure. with everybody trying to like navigate I'm trying to navigate my feelings like I can't so I think we did the right thing in just having our own little family time with him mm. because it was so me did you take photos and stuff yeah we did we took we took because the thing is both of us as well we, we'd looked up online and the big thing people said was oh I wish I'd taken photos you know and I didn't yeah. take photos so we took loads of photos with him and just him on his own and him with us him with like the nurses took one of the three of us and like yeah. you know they give you like little like two little teddy bears and again my mum had knitted him a little teddy bear as well so I had all the little the bits and bobs that people had given us um and that was really nice and but it gets to a point like you're holding him and you're you know you're taking your pictures and the whole time you're kind of it's not that you've forgotten that he's dead but you don't you know it feels you're just so excited to meet your baby yeah of course that you're not thinking and then suddenly it was about four or five hours after you're looking at him and you're like it hits you he's you know he's dead and it felt like we don't want to be poking him and prodding him and holding him and picking him up if we don't need to you know I mean it just there was a change it felt like okay we need to just let him rest and be you know what I mean we've we've held him we've told him we love him he knows we said your Um, goodbyes yeah and it just felt like okay just let him be at peace now I don't want him being shoved in and out of different outfits or you know because his skin was so delicate and like obviously we held him and stuff and I gave him a little kiss and things but even like you know I I felt so bad after we'd left because I hadn't I hadn't like held his hand but his fingers were so delicate Mm. the skin on them was so like tender and actually like we were lucky because he'd come out breech his little face was perfect because it had been protected whilst they said often if a baby comes out normally at that prem um his face would all the skin would be torn on his face but his little face was just perfect so it was quite lucky that he came up breech but like yeah like his his little fingers and things like the skin was so fine I just felt like I don't want to I don't want to damage him do you know what I mean Mm. they were like oh do you want to put different clothes on him and I was like no because he doesn't need that he doesn't need that and it's fine if you want to do that that, that's totally fine but we just felt for us we just didn't want to put him through anything he didn't need to be put through and then so how long after that did you make the decision to kind of leave the hospital so that's that's the awkward thing as well that they don't tell you so 
like we felt right we feel like this is the time now like we felt okay we feel ready so we mm. buzzed the buzzer and um and they the, the nurse came and we'd had lovely nurses like in the birth and everything and not that the nurse afterwards was wasn't good but they'd had like a change of shift and the new nurse was just super perky but like mm. insanely perky and I think yeah. she was just trying to be really cheery but a bit it like you were in labor yeah exactly <laughs> it, was just, it just felt a bit tone deaf do you mean because she was like hi oh my god amazing you really probably really got a handover from the midwives yeah. who were there in the labor and, and they said yeah she's she's really perky you need to go in there upbeat because uh <laughs> can't handle her energy <laughs> yeah. it felt like really weird do you know what I mean and yeah and, like and was just like what is why is she so happy yeah. Like, does she not know what's just, happening here? It just felt really weird. When um, you're in those situations, well, when you're in such a like a, a real deep grief situation, you can't get your head around the fact that everyone's not feeling some mm. of what you're feeling as well, can you? It just feels so false and so wrong and out of place. Yeah, it just felt very out. And like it's fine to be a little bit cheery, but it was like she was on, you know, she'd taken drugs. She yeah. was so cheery. Probably like, that gas like, and air. Yeah, it was mm. just like, wow, that's that's intense. But we said to her, like, I think we're ready to go. And then she was like, oh, oh, no, you should stay. You should stay the night. And we were like, we I don't want to stay the night. We just want to go home now. I think we were ready yeah, to go home. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay, well, so then you don't realise that you've then got to fill out loads of paperwork and you've got to, like, have, an, have you know, a talk with the, the doctor guy and you've got to sign all these forms. And it, it took, like, two and a half hours three hours from when we said we wanted to go to actually being able to go because you've got to do all this stuff and and none of it is stuff you want to do so we had to see the the specialist and it wasn't the guy that we'd been seeing because he wasn't working that day so it was a different guy that I didn't know and the first thing he said and it really pissed me off he came in and Archie's lying there in the crib and he's like oh sorry can I just ask because we didn't get that on the form so was this a wanted pregnancy or not and I was like what why, why does that matter what well, yeah firstly why why do you need to know that what is business is it of yours and also yes it yes he was I was like yes he was a wanted pregnancy and he was like all right okay cool you know and he's like taking his form and I was like I want to punch you in the face right now but um what a okay. dick it's so weird though because what difference does it make it shouldn't make any difference should it well, well it, do- it doesn't make any difference it, your, your baby is, it's, none, it's none of his business either exactly why would you need to put that on a form yeah who's who's collecting this data yeah do you, know what you mean like because it doesn't bear it doesn't eat it's not even like oh well actually we found out that more unwanted pregnancies uh lead to a, a tfmr you know there is no there's no correlation between no. any any of that yeah. information no. it's impossible that's what a dick yeah, yeah. 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 I was I was so angry at him. I was just like, yeah. I hate you. Um, but yeah, so that was just really shitty. But um, yeah, then uh, once we decided to go, um, we we did get him blessed, which was really nice. The the um, vicar or whatever, I don't know what they have in the hospitals, but he came and he was lovely. Um, and I'd kind of held it together. I hadn't cried that much. And then he came in and he said that he he had a really like deep Welsh accent. 
Um, and he had this, and he just said this beautiful like prayer poem thing, and it was so lovely. And I just sobbed my eyes out. Oh. I was just absolutely sobbed. And he was holding Archie, and he said this lovely prayer, and I was just like bawling my eyes out. I was like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. <laughs> it's just like, oh. like I'm really glad we did that because it felt really special. Yeah. Um, and he gave us this beautiful certificate where he wrote his name because obviously you don't get a birth certificate. So it was quite nice that he wrote out this lovely certificate with his full name on and everything. Um, and that was really nice. And that like something that we've treasured. So that was lovely. And then after he left, um, it just kind of all goes downhill because then they they took Archie away um, and they, they kind of take him out on his in his little cot and stuff. So we said our goodbyes and, stuff, and they took him out. And then they come in and then they come in, obviously, and you've got to sign all the post-mortem forms and everything. Right. And that's just grueling because it's like, I don't know what it's like if you're an adult and you have and you have post-mortem. Um, but for a baby, you've got to sign off every single organ and every single part of the body. So it's like, are you OK for us to cut open his eyes? Are you OK for us to cut open his heart? Are you okay for us to cut open his finger? Are you okay for us? And it's just like, oh my god! And they've got to, but they've got to read the whole statement, yeah. and you've got to go, yes, you can. And I was, and like this, and I said to Jay, I don't even want him to have a post mortem. Like, I don't want this. But we were kind of told you kind of have to, or you won't know what's like what happened with him, and right. then you won't know what's happened for other babies. So you kind of feel like, you know, they're like, do you want this? And it's like, no, I don't want this. I don't want him to go through this. He's been through enough already in his yeah. tiny short life. But you kind of kind of have to say yes. Again, it's one of these things where, yeah, it was a choice, but it wasn't really a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. And then having to have them read out every statement was just horrific. It was just yeah. absolutely horrific because you've gone through so much. I haven't slept for two days. Yeah. You know, you're exhausted and you're having to do all and then you've got to sign off like loads of other forms. And then you have Blimey. to decide what you're doing with regards to a funeral or not a funeral or mm. what's going on. And it's like, and I think the thing is they didn't, they don't really prep you for that. And they're like, oh, that was in the book we gave you. Do you know what I mean? This this giant yeah, book that given that's us. Giant like, book oh. where I was yeah. having the worst moment of my life. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, that was in the book. And I was like, well. I don't know. So they're like, so what are you doing with regards to funeral? Are you cremating? Are you burying? Are you having your own funeral? Do you want us to do the funeral? Because we offer a funeral. And we were both just like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, and they're like, well, shall we just say, because you've got to say you can't leave. So we we're like, well, we'll just say we're doing your your funeral thing that the hospital does. So they're like, oh, that's what you're going to do. And it's like, okay, I don't know. Like, and they were like, well, you can change your mind, but if you just can sign, so you sign all these things and then they're like, okay. And then you sign this other form and then like, okay, you can go, you can go now. Um, me. But it just felt like, I mean, Jay was just so done. He was like, I can't, like, how long yeah. do I need to hold my shit together for? Because seriously, yeah. like, I just want to fucking leave this hospital, yeah. um, you know, and you're trying to be nice. But then, of course, you're in the maternity unit. So then they have to run down the corridor and they're like checking, are there any babies? Are there any mums here trying to clear the corridor for you so that when you go out, you're not greeted with like a ton of babies? So yeah. Like they they went out and they were like, right, it's good to go. And then you're like hurried along, you know, like go, 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 like get get her out before a baby comes. Aww. So they kind of like rush you out, put you in the lift. And then of course we got down to like the hospital reception and we were waiting for a taxi to come take us home. 
And we're sitting there and literally the first thing that happens is this family come down, this mum with her babies. And it's like, it's a boy. And he's in the little car seat and they're taking him home. And I just burst into tears. I was just like, oh, my God. And, you know, it was just your literally heart just breaks. You're just like, fuck. You know, like that should be us. There must be so much of you just going, I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe this is our this is our story. Mm. Oh, yeah, the whole way through, you're like, I mean, before I, I went to give birth to him, I was like saying, I don't think I can give birth. I can't do it. I just don't think I can do it when I know he's going to be dead. I don't think. And then actually when you're doing it, you think, well, I don't know what else. Like, obviously, this is the right thing to do because I want to meet him. And like, you know, it, it felt like, well, it is the right thing to do. But then, you, as you say, you're coming out. And instead of coming out with your baby and all the stuff, you're coming out with your postmortem forms, your funeral forms, yeah, your, yeah. you know, death. it's just like, oh, right, hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding. My nipples are really sore. I'm in loads of pain and I, I don't have anything because my baby's yeah. upset. My baby's been taken to the morgue. So it's just like, oh, great. This was such. It's so like, brutal. Oh, and so what what happened in the kind of the, the, the weeks that followed? So I think like when we got home, we just we were so exhausted. We just cried a lot for a few hours and then just kind of passed out because we were just once we'd done crying for about four hours together, we just kind of went to sleep because we were so exhausted. Um, And then afterwards, it kind of just dawns on you because you do think you you don't think that can happen to you. So you're like, hang Mm. on, did that actually happen to us? Yeah. us. And then, you know, you wake up next day and I'm like, oh, hang on. Oh, I'm not pregnant anymore. Okay. Mm. That's, that's a horrible realization and just like all the bleeding like because I didn't bleed a lot in the birth they said to me oh you haven't you haven't bled a lot I thought I had blood a lot because it looked like a lot of blood to me but they were saying that wasn't a lot of blood and so then for like a week for a good two weeks afterwards I was really heavy bleeding non-stop every mm. day so then that's just really kind of shitty um, yeah. you're just bleeding the whole time you know my nipples did leak and that was mm. depressing um, yeah just constant reminders of just constant yeah and you, just, you feel like you know your body's saying you've had a baby you, you know yeah, all the your hormones are saying baby, yeah but you don't have a baby and so it's just like just like we did get off the counseling but which came with the hospital um but that we didn't get an appointment till April because there was quite a, like a backlog of people who wanted counseling mm. um so we got counselling from like mid-April, which was good. And I would definitely recommend having counselling because it okay. definitely helped oh, with a lot good. of the, the feelings. Um, and then I think a lot of the thing for me as well, though, is I think, you know, especially with once once we'd had Archie and everything, you know, you have to arrange the funeral. And so also we had Archie the end of pretty much the end of February. And then, of course, COVID happened. Yeah. And we were in COVID, like basically a month later. Yeah. So um, we were supposed to have, we, we'd said we were going to go to the hospital funeral. And then I actually rang up. I, I wanted to know where it was, where is it, blah, blah, blah. They told us where it was. And so I, I rang up the creme where it was going to be. And I said, oh, I'm just ringing you up because a lot of people pronounce my name incorrectly. And I just, when you're in the service and you're saying his name, I don't want you to pronounce it incorrectly. So can mm. I just tell you how to spell it or how, tell you how to say it kind of phonetically and then it'll be right. And the woman on the phone was like, oh my God, do not worry. You don't have stress about that because we're not going to say your baby's name. Oh, 
like really cheerily. And I was like, oh, she was like, yeah, yeah, don't stress because we don't say any of the baby's names. And I was like, you're not going to say his name, but it's his funeral. And she was like, well, it's offensive to people who haven't named their babies. And I was like, oh, okay. So So what do they say? Anything? Well, yeah. So I was like, well, what do you say? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll find out and I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay. And then she kind of got back to me and she said, well, you know, we're going to say a few words and we're going to have this hymn and we're going to have a poem. And But it was all very generic. And then I said, well, can I take, do I get his ashes at the end of it? And she said, oh, I don't know. Can you can you ring the hospital? I rang the hospital. And then the hospital told me to ring back the creme and ask them if they burn the babies on separate trays or on the same tray. What? <gasps> yeah. So I so I literally, and this is how insane I was. This is how in a blur. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. So I got the phone and I, I rang and I was like, oh, hi, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you tell me, will you be burning my baby on his own tray? Or will he be on a tray with other babies? And they were like, oh, he'll be on a tray with other babies. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to do that, Jay, because he's going to be with all the other babies. And then we might just get a different baby. Or yeah. and they were like, you could scatter the ashes, but we can't guarantee that your babies, but they are from the babies of the service. And it was like, oh, right. Okay. How is this? How is this possible? How is this allowed? That's horrendous. That is absolutely horrendous. Like, surely that's not, I don't even know what to say. So, yeah, so they said, so then I rang the hospital back and I was like, I don't feel comfortable with this. And they said, Mm. oh, well, you should just arrange your own funeral. And I was like, well, I will. But I didn't even know that was and they were like, again, it's in this book. They're like, oh, it's all in the book. And I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck I you. I wish fuck I'd read your this book. fucking book. But like, oh I was God. just like, I, as well, in my head, I thought if you have your own funeral, you know, you'd have to pay for that funeral. And financially, we just, we were moving into a bigger house. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, oh, my God, I suppose we could well, borrow the money. You funeral. don't, like, you don't even have to, that shouldn't be a part of, of you know, you don't have to explain that. It's just... Mm. You don't have to pay for babies' funerals, do you? No, you don't. But that's the thing, you don't. And I wish they'd explained that as well, because they didn't. But also I thought, well, if the hospitals are arranging the funerals, they do it all the time and it'll be a nice service. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And because you're in such a state. But then when I found (laughs) out more, and then actually I went on the Tommy's um, Facebook group with with other ladies, and I, I explained, I said, look, I've rung up about these trays and and other women had done the same they were like oh I had to do that I had to do that and they were like you know what I decided to have my own funeral you should do and I said well that's what I'm thinking they were like oh my god do your own all you have to pay for is like it's a it's a minimal it's not loads of money it's like Mm. just pay for if you have them created stuff you pay whatever amount and I was like oh my god well that's what I want to do then I didn't even know that that was really an option and the ladies on there were so lovely the other mums and you know, they they gave me so much help and advice and they were like, this is what you should do. And this is and then I had to bring the hospital back and I had to say, look, I don't want him to be part of your funeral. I want my own funeral. Yeah. And then we had to arrange, obviously, for the funeral people to come and get him and all that kind of thing. And after once we'd left, once he'd left the hospital, the people that we'd organized to do the funeral were so lovely and everything was great and everything worked out lovely. But the fact that, as you say, 
I had to ring up and ask about my baby being burnt on a separate yeah. train. It's horrific. Shouldn't Why should anybody that. have to do that? That's not even like that wouldn't even have been difficult for them to explain when they were talking through all those forms with you. Or for them to know so that you don't have to do that. Them to make the make the phone call themselves. Yeah, or them to say, to you, you know what, I don't know, but I'm going to find out from somebody who knows. Yeah. So you don't have to bloody call. Like, mm. how hard would that be? That's shocking. That's really shocking. It's really, really wow. shocking. So, Jane, what does this what does this mean for future pregnancies for you? So you had so, the post-mortem result. Yeah, so... so Basically, now, if I have a girl, there's 50% chance she will be a carrier and could also give this to boys she has, 50% chance she can't. And if I have a boy, it's basically a coin toss on each child. So if I have a boy, it's 50% chance he'd be the same as Archie or 50% chance he'd be healthy. So, Wow. um, And have you even thought about, you know, trying again? Is that something that you want to do? or? Well, I mean, they, they... they have said that they can test now at 11 weeks to find out if the baby has the gene, um, is a boy and, and has the gene, or um, there is also a waiting list. So there's a possibility that I could go onto a program where they could check that the, the, the embryos don't have that gene, but that's done in yeah. London um, right. and they have to pick the cases and obviously there's lots of demand for that kind of thing. So we could put ourselves forward and they could assess us and decide if we're a case that they would move forward with, with regards, because obviously yeah. we're on the NHS um, and that could be done in London. So that's an option that we are going to have a call with somebody in a few weeks to find out about that. Um, but yeah, I think even, as you say, like the possibility of having a baby, I've only really thought the last few weeks it's, it's something I could do. It just yeah. felt so... It just felt I was just in too much pain to even yeah. imagine getting pregnant. Um, mm, mm. That's understandable. That I didn't think. But I think now I feel like I, I could. We could do it. We could we could try again. But as you say, it's. I think I would have to have counselling again because to to try and get pregnant knowing that it might not work out. Um, again, as you know, as as you guys know, after any loss, going into pregnancy again is a whole other minefield and very stressful. Mm. um so yeah I think it's something we'd like to do and obviously I, I would like to have a an alive baby <laughs> at some point because mm. I don't have any other children that was our first that was my first pregnancy um so I would like to have another baby who I got to take home yeah, um but you know as well there is always in the back of your mind that that might not happen so it's 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 kind of it's just yeah it's hard but I think yeah we, we definitely would try again definitely yeah. I think just the fact that you've come such a long way and you're now coming around to the idea of of doing it again like that's a big step in itself isn't it yeah definitely and it's taken me as you say like it's taken me such a long time to get to this point and I think you know like the last year and especially with COVID as well so obviously the funeral no one could come yeah. nobody was allowed to come to the funeral so we had to have that on our own. There was just the two of us. Um, and then nobody's allowed to like hug you for a year. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Nobody's allowed to come around and see you or to come visit or um, like where we live in the country, we were always in the highest tier the whole year. So there's only a few months in summer where you could even see people outside. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just going through that. And I remember like when we arranged the funeral, um, 
like that was just before COVID, before lockdown. So his funeral was was um, the day after lockdown. Also, wanted to say um, when you are arranging a funeral, um, if your baby is under twenty four weeks, the papers on the that the hospital give you they refer to your baby as fetal parts. So it was like you are having a funeral for Jane Moscadini's fetal parts, <clears throat> which was quite painful because I didn't know that that's yeah. what it was going to say. So I think even like the terminology is so messed up. It's almost like I'm burying myself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. But, yeah. and the funeral lady was like, we're not going to refer, we're going to refer to Archie as Archie. Um, but just so you know, in the documentation, he's referred to as like, not even a, like, not even a person, not even like, yeah. why can't they put baby? Why can't they just right. put your baby? Yeah. You know, why does it have to be? this is like um this I just think this is so shocking it's such a massive thing and we've talked about before you know the um the pregnancy tissue and the product of conception and the it completely dehumanizes something that is an incredibly human experience you know it's 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 a horrendous experience but it's a normal experience lots and lots of people go through miscarriage lots of people lose their babies and they are babies and I don't know why they can't be recognized as such because it's not as if oh if we don't if we don't call it a baby she'll be all right she won't yeah. be upset because she doesn't know that it's a baby we can just call it like and she'll I wonder stop. why it is like that is it just because it's it's always been that way and mm. no one's bothered to well I think they change said, well, it. it's weird because they said and I think it, it's messed up anyway, but they said because you can have a termination up to 24 weeks, but things you can have terminations after that point as well. But yeah. they say because of that, then legally your baby is not a person until after 24 weeks. So then legally, if they're not a person, they can't be named as a baby. So they have to be named as fetal parts. But I was like, you could There's come a lot up of with work to be name. done. This. You know what I mean? Like, so much work to be done. And also if I want, like, if I want, him to be known as whatever surely I get that choice yeah exactly like exactly and it's just about surely it's about going into the going into the situation and recognizing what the parents want because if you go like you know if, if people came in and I was saying my baby then you could go oh she's she's calling the baby you know yeah. a baby or if I went in saying oh it's the, the fetus or the em- embryo or, or you know whatever you choose as a parent mm. to call it that's that's what they should be taking and going yeah. okay we'll run with this because that's the terminology that the parents have chosen yeah yeah of course why would I be arranging a funeral if I you know what I mean if yeah I like him as a baby going, oh come yeah. and come have a funeral for my fetal parts it's just it's yeah oh, it's just awful it's absolutely awful I'm so sorry that you've been through that. It's just such a shit. And I mean, even the funeral, she was a lady, the funeral director, and she was so loving. She was like, I'm so, so sorry. And she told us before, she was like, before I even show you it, I'm really sorry. This is what it says. It's going to be really hurtful. I'm never going to say that. And I was just like, and she was like, I'm just so sorry. I haven't even explained this. Like, she was so lovely. But I was like, Mm. you know, it's not her fault. I was like, oh, my God, it's not your fault. But it was just so, exactly. It's just another, like, blow. Do you know what I mean? It's like you've already had like the whole year has been shit the whole yeah. time has been shit and then it's just the last thing oh we're just gonna make this shit as well in case yeah. you weren't upset enough we yeah. just want to like really upset you small. Be, oh god <laughs> it's crazy so, yeah. I know so crazy. it's just shit but I think I just feel for all the 
the mums and dads who who've, who've had a pregnancy loss through COVID because it's just so mm. shit. I remember I was on the phone to my parents because they at first they said to us, you can have six people, but you can't have anyone under 70. And my parents were over 70. So I was on the phone and I was just sobbing and I was like, you can't come. Like, it's not safe. I don't, and I was like, oh my God, if you guys die by coming to this funeral, I'll never forgive myself. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, please don't come. And they're going, but we need to be there. And I was like, please don't come. Please don't come. And they're like, we'll just say we're 69. <laughs> and I was like, oh. no. Oh, I love your mum. Please don't <laughs> come. And they were like, but we have to be there. And I was like, they're like, we'll stand outside. And I was like, no, you can't come. And it was like breaking yeah. my heart to say don't come. Yeah. But I was like, I can't bear to lose anyone else. Like I'm just yeah. not Archie. I can't. Yeah. It's been such a frightening time. So they were sobbing and they were like, well, but we won't come if we're going to make you cry. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just. And then so only Jay's parents were going to be able to come. But then even then, on the morning of the funeral, they rang us up and said, we're really sorry. New rules. No one can come from a different household. So which I think they have changed now. But I think it was because it was such a hoo-ha and it was the beginning. So only me and Jay could go. So then we had to ring up Jay's parents and say, I'm really sorry. You can't come either. Yeah. And that was really shit. Because obviously they were ready and they had flowers and they were all sorted to come to the funeral. And it was just... It was just like, and then, you know, even the funeral, we had to really like get ourselves ready. And I was like, right, well, no one's there. So we can't read this. There's nobody to take over. So we have to hold it together because Archie's only going to get this one event. He doesn't get anything else. So we have to make sure it's like perfect. I was like obsessed with it like perfect. And so like me and Jay, we did obviously cry a little bit, but we got through all the words Like we've both written like something and we'd we'd written a poem and we'd written like both written a lovely little thing and we had songs and stuff and we planned it and they were very nice and they filmed it so we could show our parents and stuff um but it was so it was so hard and it felt Mm. so sad because you're sitting in this big kind of you know chapel and there's nobody there you know and it's just like you guys and then the you know the guy from the funeral place with the camera and that's it it's Mm. just that's just really sad because the one thing I wanted was people to be able to come to celebrate him because yeah. he doesn't get any other day and then we didn't even get that because they couldn't mm. come so there was kind of no big opportunity to get the whole family together talking about him yeah which was really hard yeah I bet oh yeah. wow what gosh you've been through such shit, yeah tough tough time so sorry for everything you've been through so what advice would you give to any um, TFMR parents out there? I would just say be really kind to yourself. The thing is, like, a lot of the time you create a lot of the guilt and pressure yourself. Do you know mm. what I mean? I was feeling really guilty, like, it's my fault. I haven't, I should have taken, you know, I, you know, my womb's supposed to be a safe space and I've, you know, given him this thing and now you know, we've chosen to end this birth and I gave him those genes and, you know, all this stuff. You you feel, you make yourself feel really bad and you hold mm. yourself to this standard, which is often just completely unrealistic. And I think you just have to know that you're doing the right thing for you and your baby. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, people will understand and people will be yeah. nice because, yeah. especially your friends and family, because they love you, yeah. you know, and they're, they're going to be there for you. And I think if anybody is nasty to you or anybody says something that's not nice, I think you just have to think that reflects on them. 
Like, yeah. What kind of person does that after being through such a horrific experience? What yeah. person thinks, oh, it would be great for me to make them feel really shit? Like, yeah. who does Definitely that? Definitely says, says more about them than about you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just, just give yourself time and just be really kind to yourself. Yeah. Um, because I think we're harsh, we're our own harshest critics. I think, especially as women, like it's so easy to just berate yourself for everything. Mm. Um, and actually, I think we're all just doing the best we can absolutely yeah oh well Jane thank you so so much for coming on and sharing your story um I'm so sorry for everything that you've been through and um yeah I'm sure that just hearing your story is going to help so many people yeah definitely thank you and I just want to say to people like as you say like you might be completely devastated afterwards and obviously you never get over it but you can learn to live with it and you can learn Mm. to accept things as well and just kind of just keep moving forward and give yourself time to just yeah. take every day as it comes oh, thank you oh, so thank much you. yeah thanks so much and um yeah keep in touch with us won't you oh yeah definitely and let us know how you're getting on thank you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast don't forget to subscribe rate and review and we'll see you next week And to find out more about our pathway to recovery, please visit our website. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.